0: episode of the see you next summer podcast is brought to you by Sankaster. Uh, we love the quality of Sankaster we mostly use it of how the high quality of the audio recordings and it will always help us to sound our best we have used Sankaster for more than two years we love it so right now this episode is brought to you by them uh, We we have an offer right now Go to sendcaster.com slash pricing and use our code C-U-S-E-E-Y-O-U. And you will get 30% off of your first month of any SENCASTO pay plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do for all our your all of your podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story, any kind of podcast free from, from cooking, movies, TV shows. We highly recommend you. So, please go to com slash pricing. Use our code C U S E E Y O U, and you'll get 30% off of any sandcastle pay plan. Welcome, welcome to the See You Next My Podcast. Yeah, I'm your host, Rob Rodriguez, and here's with me the Nancy to so my Henry Clark, Billy Polahan. We got
1: robbed by Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> No, what's... What, what's... You, you, you give me a rate! <laughs> yeah, but what's up, guys? We're here for yet another remake. Our second Steve Martin mm-hmm. remake in a row. Don't get used to mm-hmm. it, though, because our next two do not involve Steve Martin, unfortunately. Yeah. Because we are not doing the Cheaper by the Dozen movies. But... No! We're here to talk about the remake of The Out of Towners. This is one that Raul has talked about to me for a very long time. Off of his bucket list. Mostly this is just a wish fulfillment for Raul. So he's probably going to be mm-hmm. talking more about this. Because of his pers- personal connection with the movie.
0: Yes. Because this is a movie. Came out in 1999. We're touching another movie from 1999. Because that, that's a good year. So many great movies from 1999. But this movie. um, It has so many iconic moments for me. And. Also, that's exactly when I was starting to. This is an origin story of how I fell in love with disco, because I wanted to know more about disco because of that moment, the junkly scene. But this movie, some this movie, just gonna say this. This is a I told I didn't warn Billy before he saw it that this is a certified raw movie because it's crazy and insane, and I love it. Oh my god! But yeah, um, my also we have to acknowledge yes, the original. I saw this movie first, and then I saw the Jack Lemon version, the original. And I like both of them, though. But I'm a little, I like this remake a little bit better, though, because for me it's funnier, but I still like the I like the original, too. And I think that was, this is your first time of seeing both versions, too, right?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. The original written by Neil Simon, most famous of the odd couple, and starring one half of the odd couple, Jack Lemon is like one of my favorite actors, like older actors of all time. He plays a great asshole. So does Steve Martin. But yeah, definitely the funnier one is the remake, at least for me.
0: Nice, nice.
1: You know how they say comedy is subjective, and the comedy in the original is also very good. But yeah, this is basically the vacation from hell. Everything that you are paranoid will happen when you go out of town yes. for whatever re- reason. Basically, it happens to this poor, poor couple.
0: Yes. Oh, oh my God. And also, this is the first time ever we're talking about Goldie Hawn.
1: Legendary. Another great
0: committed actress. Legendary.
1: I'm surprised we didn't do Death Becomes Her first, which I will argue is her best movie. I do agree with that. It's also one of Meryl Streep's best movies.
0: And I will agree that it's Bruce Willis' best, one of his best performances after Unbreakable too.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, but... The point is we're getting to it, and this movie bombed at the box office. It was not well-received critically. For me, it is a stupid, stupid movie. It's a good, stupid movie. But I was very entertaining. Yes,
0: a very entertaining movie.
1: Can I call it a good movie? No. But can I call it an entertaining movie that is worth my time? Absolutely. Yes,
0: this is a... The best way to describe it, this is a movie that you watch on cable. You'll be like, that was a good movie. And then you will watch it multiple times. That that is a good movie. It's a good comforting movie. This movie. I have a list of movies that when I feel very depressed and very bad, I put it on and I feel better. This movie, Liar Liar, Rat Race, Undercover Brother, Galaxy Quest. I can name some more. Those are movies that I'm like, I feel better now.
1: We need to do Rat Race on this show at some point just to complete everything that you have listed because we've done almost all of, them. all of those movies. Yeah, I haven't
0: done Rat Race yet. Oh, Rat Race is so insane. The squirrel.
1: You know what? Buy that squirrel. damn squirrel. <laughs> or Kathy Bates will make sure you regret it. Mm-hmm. Just watch the movie if you don't know what we're talking about. Which also brings us into one of the members in Rat Race, cleese That is in this movie. And I don't know if this is. This might be the first time we're really talking about John Cleese.
0: <laughs> this is the first time we also took-
1: famously. I mean, yeah, he was in the first two Harry Potters, but he was only in there for like a bit roll. Here, he's one of the funniest parts of the movie. Yes. For sure. John like famous member of Monty Python, the comedy troupe. Faulty Towers. And Faulty Towers. And now he is just a old man yells at Cloud, just bitching about cancel culture for some reason. I don't know why he went down that route, but he is an old man, so it doesn't, nobody ever takes him seriously anymore. And so we start
0: the movie where uh, we see Goldie Hawn in a sexy in a sexy in a sexy gown, and she's setting up some candles, and she's like, she's ready for having sex, and then Steve Martin arrives, doesn't even see her, blows up a candle, and she's like, oh, nothing happened. And then the following day, we see that they're saying goodbye to, his, uh, to, to their son because he's going to Europe in a, in a trip, in a college trip. And I'm like, maybe he's going to Paris, like in Final Destination? <laughs> maybe.
1: What's up with you in
0: Final Destination? I mean, like Final Destination 6 is coming up. I'm so happy. It's
1: not happening, Gretchen. Fetch is not going to happen.
0: We're going to do Final Destination one day. That was a really good movie, so...
1: You know what, my father, the inventor of the Toaster Strudel, would disagree with you.
0: Oh yeah, at least we're not gonna turn into a musical. Aye.
1: Look, I have no problem with movies that turn into musicals. It's just it just looks bad. The Mean Girls Ooh, one. The
0: Mean Girls remake looks so bad. I still have I it.
1: I don't really plan on seeing it. But I will rewatch Mean Girls any day of the week.
0: hmm I say that it's 40% rating. <laughs> I have to say it.
1: Fifty percent chance that it'll six uh or it's a sixty percent chance that it's a hundred percent chance that it'll rain.
0: And then um, it's just doing me alone in the house. And I was like, uh, we could see Susan again. I was like, uh, I was like, you blow up. You have second thoughts about me. She has medical st- She has second thoughts about medical school. And then we find out that Henry got fired. She doesn't know this. And I was like, now we can talk about anything. We have no kids. I was like, uh, and Goldie is like, uh, and she's Nancy. I have absolutely no idea what to do for the rest of our lives. It's around the time that we have to go. We have to separate for our trip. And I love that he's leaving. And then she's, she's thinking for a little bit. And then she catches him. I love how she tackles the flight attendant of off the plane. Eh, surprise. And then they're in the plane. And they're separate, And I like this little bit. I was like, a, Henry you forgot your food chums. The fucking things. That for to be the more comfortable, the plastic And I look at she's like, can you pass him to him? And the people, uh, ew, and touching the food things. I was like, oh yeah, and you forgot your rash cream. Let them sit together. <laughs> that random guy let them sit together. The, uh, the plane gets rerouted to Boston and they find out that they have to take a train that they will go to New York in 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, and their luggage gets lost. Which in the original movie, the guy that, Uh, has to handle like tell them oh yeah your luggage is lost is billy d williams young billy d williams too even before lando
0: wow
1: but here it's uh it's still like yeah they 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 lost their luggage and then they oh
0: the running joke that he that steve martin is not eating but she is
1: true he she does eat quite a bit yeah
0: because she's like a they're like, oh, my, we know. And then she draws the bag to to the guy. I was like, okay, we'll try to find your bag, sir. And then I was like, uh, and then I lost too much because this is a so me line. I get dizzy when I don't need And that's true, that's me. I need to eat at least a little damn cookie just to survive. And I was like, uh, and he's like, do you have peanut butter? Yes, I did. I went to the vending machine and I ate two cookies. We're going to miss the train. I love that he's trying to, they go to the train station and they thought they missed the train, but then he goes to the machine Put some quarters, try to get some cookies and the cookies get stuck. I'm like, God damn it, Steve Martin just pushed the fucking machine. I have pushed machines so many times, Billy. Like, I pushed them down and I almost break them just to get the damn cookies or whatever.
1: A very dangerous game you are playing.
0: Oh, yeah. I did. I destroyed some machines in college. (laughs) Uh, And then I was like, they missed the train again. And this reminded me of a scene from Seinfeld when they go to the car rental.
1: This whole movie is an episode of Seinfeld. Yes. Multiple episodes of Seinfeld Mm -hmm. where they go to the car. First of all, it's an overly expensive car. Mm -hmm. And then they're driving. And of course, they do the couple thing where they argue and they have the directions. And GPS on the car was a novel. Like it was a luxury back then. It's pretty commonplace nowadays. But back then you had to look at a map and just go by instinct so that's what they were arguing about and then they make a few wrong turns and then they hit a bump in the road and the gps system turns into french so i don't know why they're still
0: and they go Japanese. yeah
1: it switches to all these different languages i don't know why they don't just look at the screen
0: and they crash into the fish market from home Alone too yes they do <laughs> And I also love this little thing from like the, when they're renting the cars, like we have compact mid size and luxury. Oh, get us a compact. There is no compact. Well, a mid size will be fine. There is no mid size. We have only one luxury sedan. And if this would have been our rate, the steamer would like, say, well, what the fuck, you asked us to wish one, though? <laughs> God damn it. And it reminded me of the signful joke. I was like, But I had a reservation. A reservation to reserve a car. How can you have no cars? And also because Steve Martin didn't pay for the collision, so he had to, he has to pay two thousand bucks for the damage of the car. I love they doing this thing of walking because I learned some lessons from this movie really because since I was little, that never look at the sign because they're gonna think that you're you're a tourist. And also, the Andrew Lloyd Webber scene was very instrumental for me because I do that thing that Steve Martin does of putting extra money on his sock or a credit card. When I go out to a big town.
1: Definitely going to use that tip in future. I mean, don't get me wrong. Whenever I, I travel, I travel with a different wallet and always in the front. Mm-hmm. Always in my front pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. Never
1: back pocket. Never.
0: Never. Never. And I love kid because with this guy, it's like, I left all of my money in the cab. I'm doing a Robert Jesus Christ Superstar. And they, and both of them, was like, oh, you're Andrew Lloyd Webber. And then Mr. Chef, from the net will be like, Andrew Lloyd Webber, how much I hate you. And then, uh, and then they realize that he's a mugger. I was like, "Give me the bag! Give me the bag!" But why, why are you robbing us? Every place that you do is a hit, says Goldie Hawn. And me, I paused this moment because I told Billy, "That's Kirby Plaza from Heroes." Wait, when, when they get mug, <laughs> <laughs> because we're talking about Heroes the day before. <laughs> oh my God! And then he, they realize that he has a credit card on his sock. And then we go into the Grand Marquis Hotel. And then we get introduction of John Cleese as the manager. And I love his first joke, he's talking to an employee. He's like, Is that a new haircut? Yes, sir. You better stay in the back.
1: <laughs> he's he is very uh dry, but he, he yes. delivers it with such conviction that you're just you have a big smile on your face. And then of course they're checking in, and then of course, when they try to use the credit card, it turns out Goldilon it reached its max because their daughter dropped out of college to pursue a career in Broadway
0: Mm, and And
1: she's using the credit card and she maxed it out for furniture,
0: furniture. And also uh, for some outfits and they're like, uh, and I was like, uh, and then she dropped out. She needed how to be an actress. I was like, and then I love that John Chris is just listening. I was like, uh, Oh Please, you could you please come back when you have some money? Can you trust us? I was like, uh, no. And I was like, can you borrow us your phone? There's a payphone on Lexington 64. and uh, sixty <laughs> four. Just give him a quarter. I was like, are you kicking us out? No, security won't do that. <laughs> he just not his fingers. When they're like, uh, I was like, uh, we're hungry they're outside and homeless, and uh, they says right now, what we're we gonna do? And they go, was like, this is exactly what my parents said that what was gonna happen when I'm gonna marry you, when I marry you. I'm going to Susan. And then they get into the apartment. Where is she? It was like uh, they're trying to drink their bell. And Steve Martin was like, maybe she's stuck in her new sofa because she spent $100 on a sofa. And then Goldie goes in because uh, some people left the apartment. And I love that Steve Martin sees two ladies stealing an apple. And he's trying. And then they get this, uh, this lady was like, mm, no, 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 no. And then Steve Martin was like, just some physical comment of just him rubbing the, 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 the apple, just looking at them. This joke. I knew that Billy Mabel had a reaction to this when they go when we see the BDSM mistress master.
1: Well, also, Goldie Hawn has to deal with the neighbors from hell. Where they're just like, do you have IT? I'm calling the police. I would have just punched him in the face and say, beat it, losers. And then they're like, they're like, we're going to sick our dog on you. And it's just like a tiny dog. Mm-hmm. But I love that, uh, yeah, we see the BDSM neighbor, and the guy is just like, ah, and she goes, you break it, you buy it. <laughs> and, then, and then Susan,
0: she's just so, such a sweet girl, and I'm like, this is sexier than 50, is so great. <laughs> this one second of
1: BDSM. And then uh, there's a woman with a uh, a big ass dog. Big dog. And, <laughs> of course, it gets let loose. And so, chasing Golihan, she's just like, ah.
0: She, she wasn't, wasn't home. home, she wasn't
1: home. She wasn't <laughs> and another,
0: Steve Martin catches a big piece of ham, throws it like a football.
1: No, uh, of, uh, of sausage. Yeah, sausage.
0: So they throws it like a football. From a
1: guy exiting a deli mm-hmm. and just throws it at the dog. But then they they just are like, ha ha. No, they only care about food, oh my gosh. And then it still chases them. And
0: then they get into the
1: helps dark. them run into a church.
0: With some bread.
1: And, because they wanted to get some food of the the food that was there but turns out they're at a uh, sex wh- addicts. Sex addicts <laughs> meeting.
0: <laughs> and they're like, uh, we're talking about Edward's problem. I have been masturbated to 17 times and tried to slide the urge into better activities, exercise, doing some writing. And we're just like pff, pff. I was like, uh, and then we are talking about Sheena. Cynthia Nixon it took her two minute cameo in this movie. Did you lower your random sexual encounters in the city And I, I had the flu, so just my doctor.
1: <laughs> That's so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, and then, what about you, Nancy? I was like, uh, Nancy, we don't have sex that much. And then Seymour was like, we don't discuss sex in public. That's our well, we're state model from Ohio. It's like we're two dead people. Says, says Nancy. And then C.T. Nixon, this boring talk, keeps going. I'm just going to have sex with someone right now. We haven't done it in two months. I'm tense because I was fired. And then C.T. Nixon, then I, I will have sex with you, Henry. I find failure very erratic. And then Godigan, shut up, Sheena.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously, since they both had been lying to each other, they had the big blow-up scene, and I'm just like, okay. At least they get past it first. I was expecting when Goldie Hawn went out into the street and was just like, oh, you know, what happened to the guy that I fell in love with? I just take the bull by the horns or whatever. I wanted to suck the marrow out of life, which is a weird analogy to use, but okay. Um, and then when she walks out on the street, I expected like a car to hit her. I was like, I was expecting
0: that. I want to live. I want to like, Come on. Why didn't Experience? you just like, get
1: her hit by a car? That would have been really funny. I'm just saying, that's a missed opportunity right there.
0: I know that's true. That is a missed opportunity. She was say, like, I'm walking here. And then they realized, I was like, we need to get some food. I was like, Because she's saying that she wants to experience, but then Steve Martin says, but I just want to catch up on my reading. I was like, just, you just need a good line in and a, and a screwdriver, Henry. You need to explore more. And then she realizes, wait, I left some traveler checks in the back. We can go to the hotel to see if they get the bags. And then they go to
1: hotel. $600 worth of travelers checks in your luggage. Think about that. That's a really really stupid thing to do. And, and they, but it's also very it's convenient really for their situation. Yes. Wow. They,
0: I wonder will still people use travelers checks?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: Probably not. <laughs> not. And then uh they go to the hotel and Junkles giving another great line. They go into the to the to the front Mr. and Mrs. Carr, the sequel. <laughs> it was like, uh, can you tell us how we're back? No. But can you just write me the name of the hostel that you're staying? I was like, ouch. I forgot about that line, the hostel. I was like, eh, I mean, like, John Cleese, I have stayed at hostels before. I was like, damn. And then they he omits them of t- not talking to them. And he sees these two, the rich couple. Oh, Mrs. Wellstone. I was like, then the friendship. I just love those shoes. And this woman in a beautiful coat and she's seen these leopard shoes I was like don't bring my heart telling me they're not real leopard and she's like yeah and then he just see Junklis biting his finger looking at the stilettos and while John chris is distracted looking at the shoes Henry uh uh Henry and Nancy they go into the bar and they see this whole bar of free snacks and Goldie honey is like I Goldie Hawn is eating so much and I'm like, I know that this is a screenplay thing, but I'm like, Steve Martin, could you just grab a fucking cherry first and then you go to pee? But he never eats until the end of the movie.
1: (laughs) But that's the joke. I know that's the joke. This is a random joke. (laughs) Also, Goldie Hawn stuffing her face in. I'm like, yeah, we've all had nights like that. Mm -hmm. And then this random dude, his name's Greg. So you already know that's a red flag. He starts hitting on Goldie Hawn, to be fair it it's she is and uh to the point where she, he's just like you know oh you should meet me in my room and for you know and then uh she gets his uh key to his room and she tells Steve Martin about it and then they go up and then of course they do the oh i would like some caviar lobster all the expensive stuff because they're very clearly out of towners uh, and they just, they want to do all the expensive stuff, like the, the wish fulfillment.
0: Well, and also because the guy is technically away for two hours. So they're going to take advantage of him. And when I, they're about to, they're about two kids and I was like, Oh, we need to order more fries. And then they know the guy comes back for his phone. And I love the Steve trying to hide underneath the bed. I was like, do you see me? And then they put him, he puts him in the curtains. I know that the Greg guy is trying to get a preview. And then Steve Martin is with the curtain, but with a llama about to kill him. And then he goes, no, come on, please leave. We're going to do it later. Bye-bye. Greg notices on the hallway, the bellboy arriving with the foot. I was like, what room are you going? 1402, that is my room. And then I'm going to call the police. And then they go into the ledge and they're like, we got to make it to the balcony. That door is open. I was like, no, you can do it, Honey. And then because uh, Goldie Hawn does it first, but then uh, Steve Martin is so afraid, but he gets stuck on the on the symbol of the ledge of the hotel. One uh, one of my favorite favorite scene of the movie
1: comes out of nowhere.
0: Yes, but it's amazing though. John Cleese, cross dressing, dancing to Donna Summer's "Back Girls" with a with a damn hat, the damn then the damn the, 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 the coat that they I'm pretty sure it was a fur, with the highest little leopard heels. I think he was wearing, like, a, one of the, like, Cruella de Vil kind of smokes in one moment that he, that he had in his, in, his, in his mouth. He's like, not anybody else. And then the way that he kissed and called, he was just looking for the cards. I was like, oh, oh my God. And when he kissed and I'm like, I said, that's cinema right there.
1: No, it just comes out of nowhere. Like, no setup or anything. It just...
0: there was a little setup, though. Like, when he's biting his, his lip watching the stilettos, that was a little setup. Though.
1: Okay, but still, yes. It turns out he's a cross-dresser. Mm-hmm. Not not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: No, it's not wrong Which with there that. there
1: isn't. And uh, but, but it's just really funny because he, he totally commits.
0: Mm-hmm. He totally commits, and I'm like... That was my first time ever seeing John Cleese on screen. That was my introduction to John Cleese was this movie.
1: Yeah. And then while well, that's happening, Steve Martin is, uh, he destroys the sign, which causes the hotel to lose power.
0: And then John Cleese I was like, God damn it. I could have danced all night. I'm coming. And then he goes to the, to the stairs and then he sees uh, Greg. I was like, you're the manager. Norman can manage the hotel better than you. He's like, shut up. Silly bitch. <laughs> he points his eyes. Silly bitch. And then they, and then we see that Henry and Nancy, they go into a taxi. And I was like, but we don't have no money says Henry. I took $20 from from the, from the from that room. Who are you? And then they get into the, the taxi. They're like, can, can you get, take us to this address? That's Susan's apartment. And I was like, get out, the, the car driver. Get out no, 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 no. You had to give us a free ride because of the mistreatment. You had to take us in all five boroughs, And then they'd see that they the the, 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 the driver said, it was like, Hortons? And they see it's a woman but it's a guy. Oh. And they're in a runaway car. They go super fast. And they're like, can you please just let us out? We wouldn't want to be winning. We just want to turn us off Ohio. Ah, huh? They said it. That was the only thing that they said it in the movie. <laughs> and they jump out of the taxi and they go into Central Park and it was like a You're so brave. You saved our lives. My life flashed before my eyes. I was worried. I wouldn't see my children again. I was like, "Do you think about me at all? What am I? The the anonymous sperm donor?" (laughs) And I was like, "You have to stop this fear of would never play mommy." I want a divorce. After 27 years of your insensitiveness, I had enough. Other husbands drink and have sex with teenagers, but not me. I'm just boring and insensitive. And they fight for less than a minute, and they meet again. I
1: gotta say, the music in this scene is just so over the top and terrible. I mean, but they're they're acting their best, but at the same time, it's like, dude, this is a comedy. A comedy. We don't we don't care about the dramatic moments that much.
0: They they meet up again, and they're in this spot the, on the park. It was like a
1: yeah, they're Ooh. in Central Park at night. Yes. Never a good idea. After
0: whom? Never too. a good
1: idea to even to To be in a park at night, regardless, but especially Central Park, it's notoriously, it's rough.
0: And then they're like, henry I hear music." And then we go into this little part of Central Park. They're doing a party that they just clean up a lot of parts from Central Park. And then we, I think that doesn't hold up. The Honorable Rudy Giuliani, Mayor of New York City. Ooh, ooh! After we what we know about this asshole. Right well,
1: now. even back then he wasn't exactly squeaky clean i know <laughs> just asked just asked uh look up what the police could get away with while he was mayor Ooh, it's very interesting stuff, and this was before nine eleven so this was before he was revered quote unquote and then after this. Oh, well, no, they get caught having sex having sex on the lawn
0: in front of the studio.
1: It's not graphic mm-hmm. or anything, but it's still, it's just like right in front of the guests. And it's, it's great. And then
0: some ho- police and horses are chasing them. And you can just hear the panerace. <laughs> and then I love that. And Goldie has like, I have grass. I have grass in my ass. And they they go and they find a shed. And they're like, What time is your interview? 10 a.m. And they go in, they go into sleep. And then the next morning, and then uh Steve Martin goes to pee. And then he gets arrested. And then uh, Goldie Hunt, Nancy, she goes to the receptionist. So I was like, a, hello, um I'm, I was like, lady, I'm busy, says the cop. My, 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 my husband, he needs to be in an interview. Can I use your phone? The polymers are over there. Yeah, I just gonna, I just need your phone. I can go, go like, give me a break, lady. Give you a break? Give you a break? Hey! And then he grabs the, and she grabs the phone. Let me share something with you. In the last 24 hours, I have been rerouted, mugged, evicted, chased by a dog, kidnapped, chased by a horse, cut in a compromising position in front of the mayor. I just found out that our daughter is spending our us in the poorhouse, and then my husband has no job. I'm tired, and I'm angry, and I'm running with the wolves, and I'm just a crazy bitch of Ohio. So you just give me a break. And then the cookies on the phone. Do I die nine to get out? <laughs> this is my second favorite scene.
1: and so i just looked up the the cast the getaway driver is actually the voice of pumbaa from uh the lion king that's crazy uh just random i know quick segue but it's funny you mentioned like her blowing up Mm -hmm. because later in the movie that actually does happen again Mm -hmm. but instead it's steve martin blowing Mm -hmm. up and they both sell it really well Mm -hmm. but uh they H- um C Martin is in the jail and he gets roofied by his new buddy Jackal. And then Goldie Hawn manages to
0: uh, uh my to uh, how you call that up? Uh, blackmails. Uh,
1: blackmails John Cleese gonna reveal that he's a cross dresser and whatnot. And he's like, all right, fine. We'll get you a suite or whatever. No, what, what do you need? I need bell money and the 15% Embrace some muffins. Muffins. <laughs> As Steve Martin is just high out of his fucking mind.
0: I love it because they're in the limo. was like, I'm going to give you some percentage sweet. suite. Just please sign this NDA that you're not going to share anything and just say that I was technically keep practicing for the, for the talent show for the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i'm like and then i love this universe it's like frisky i feel frisky she has a great ass and then steve Martin is dancing this is the darling of the of aquarius <laughs> this song is famous for me for this movie and uh for your version when when finally he had sex and uh, him and Steve uh, and Paul Rod and Seth Rogen are dancing to that song too.
1: Oh yeah, the Asia song.
0: The Asia song, yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah, when when he's on the roof, uh, when he's high on the roofie, it, it's the funniest thing, because it's just Steve Martin doing basically his old stand up routine. Nice. <laughs> or he's very exaggerated. Does quirky things with his body and does that thing with his voice that he always does and like he hugs a tree and it's he's just like he thinks the tree is talking to him and it's
0: that thing that he does with his cheeks sometimes too <laughs> yeah
1: but anyway they get in the sleep. and he's getting ready for the interview because he knows
0: the way that he takes the shower is so funny too with the shadows fly me to the moon we <laughs> me play Oh my god. And they they get ready. They go into the interview, but in the elevator, it was like, a, it was like I cannot do this. I'm afraid. I'm burnt out. And finally she convinces us to get out of the elevator. And they find out that the meeting was moved to nine. I'm sorry, but she cannot interview you anymore, sir. Uh, she has to go to London, I'm sorry. And then they they go and see the city. It was like, look at the city. It's has to leave, Nancy. And then was like, hey if i give you a cracker you will be filled with hope again and i'm like there is some i some people have told me this before about that cracker it was like if i eat something i will feel hope again i that's worth with me what about bracing life and the steamer was like we're too old for that oh and she just said was like okay i'm leaving or finally said two you were right henry new york one. new york one. New York one, and then he goes to the receptionist. Excuse me. Then i emerging in the distraction. is just talking to a girlfriend on the phone. I was like, just give me a break. And then C. Martin, give you a break? Give you a break? And then he unplugs the phone. In the past 24 hours, I had destroyed a car, tried out a hotel, forced to reveal my intimate secret to a group of nymphomaniacs. Watched my wife send us a man for dinner, threatened with divorce, arrested for public relation, dropped by Jack of my new. Person, pal, I have a house and a mortgage and a son in college and a daughter in the theater, and I'm one of those nice, quiet, midwestern guys that no one expects to snap. And when we do, watch it, baby!
1: <laughs> oh man, it's it, oh it's my good. god, like I said, it would come right back, mm-hmm. and then he does go in for an interview.
0: Mm-hmm. And they tell him, I was like, Well, sir, I was like, Your interview should have been uh, uh, earlier, but you have a great portfolio, but we cannot attend you anymore. We don't have space. And also, we need to do a follow up to the I Love New York campaign. I was like, Wait. And then he realized, I was like, You have been jaded. You need an outside perspective, like someone from Ohio, because you have forgotten how amazing this city is. I think I experienced more things in this city than people in this room. I make colorful characters. I escalated a hotel. The actual hotel. I had sex in front of the mayor. Where else this could happen? Only in New York. And they all started him. What do you say? You mean the new slogan for your campaign that I just copyrighted before I took the elevator? And then you you can have the satelabetic high in tourists? Can I grab a donut? (laughs) Finally he eats. Can I grab a donut?
1: Then this is where the movie loses me.
0: Interesting. You know what? I kind of agree with you. If... Feels very rushed,
1: though. Oh, yeah. Also forgot to mention their son in the beginning, Goldie Hawn's actual son. That's Oliver Hudson.
0: Oh! Didn't know that. That's cool.
1: You might know his sister, Kate. Mm Mm-hmm. As well. It's a whole acting dynasty with the the Hudson stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. The
0: Hudson clan.
1: Yeah, and his half-brother would be Wyatt Russell because...
0: Mm -hmm. of
1: uh goldie hahn infamously in a relationship with kurt russell for over 40 years yet they've never married they're unofficially married but you know all that stuff they're one of those couples that's just Mm -hmm. like nah, no we're good and you know what whatever works for them but uh in the end he gets the job and then he tells goldie hahn about it and then he does the stupid rom-com thing And we got the cheesy music in the back. And this is where it loses me. Because in the original Out of Towners, they both decide, well, he gets the job, but he turns it down. Mm -hmm. But they're just so exasperated by all the crap that they just went through that they're just like, let's just go home. And then they do. But then at the end, when they're on their flight back, turns out they got hijacked and they're going to Cuba. So it ends, it's just this never ending Murphy's Law For them, where everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what this movie is. It's a whole movie of Murphy's Law being put in practice. And then, but here it's like, oh, we're actually going to stay in New York. And my reason, the the sucking of the marrow for me is being with you and everything. And it's that, it's like, they, they do this in like every... Dumb ass romantic comedy, and it was the '90s. But this is not one of those movies. It was the '90s. No. It just feels... And this cheap. is not
0: written by Nancy Meyer, so you like, 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 Mayer's like
1: the ending. ending is a bit of a cop out. Everything else, surprisingly, really. I funny. do agree with that, like, though. But I still the like timing the timing of martin han and cleese and but i love john cleese incredible yeah but
0: i love was like uh, and we're never gonna leave and chung is like ah oh, <laughs> because the Nicky, he's still blackmailed because they're still gonna have the presidential suite until they leave and i love that like um when they're like uh we see an ending where we see they go to see their daughters play and i was like ah, uh, oh, isn't she fabulous and then we see the Cleese is cross-dressing next to them was like, and then going, on, "Are those my earrings? Bravo, bravo!"
1: Yeah, because they're watching their daughter on Broadway. She was able to achieve mm-hmm. her dream,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's in openly he's openly in drag now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the out of towners overall. It's a terrible yes. movie but it's a very fun mess. I still think Father of the Bride was a better, like better made movie, but the funnier movie is definitely the out-of-towners.
0: Yes, I do agree with that. I, like I said, I have a soft spot for this movie. This movie is funny as hell. It's ridiculous. I do agree. There's some editing choices. Now that you said that thing about the music, I never realized that. Um, But I still love this movie though. I was laughing my ass off. I was smiling. And even still, I like it with some of the jokes that don't, don't hold up. But I still like this movie a lot. Um, I'm so happy that you finally saw it.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad I saw it. It's another Steve Martin movie that I can get out. It's not often considered one of the best. But it's I know it's one of your favorites. So I'm happy. And
0: also, it's a stick of mine that I always like what a lot of people hate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I didn't hate it. And I'm just, you know, will I rewatch it anytime soon? No, nah, not really. But am I glad I watched it? Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. I am gonna it's still like I said this is movie, this is a movie that's still gonna be on my roster of the movie that I watch when I feel like crap or just want to laugh a little bit. I have a soft spot for this movie. And I'm glad
1: that you have that. But yeah. Yeah, I'm glad uh, you have that. This is a this is a six for me. Okay. It's very middle of the road, but I quite enjoyed for it. For
0: me, I will give this movie a nine. Because for me, the jokes are still very solid to me. I will agree, though. These last two times that I have seen it for this podcast and the one before, I did notice that the first 10 minutes takes a while to kick off the plot. The first 10 minutes is a little slow. And now that you said that thing about the ending, but I don't care because it was the 90s. So I still keep this movie at nine. I still uh, re- really like this movie a lot, though.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny. They're both Steve Martin movies. They're both remakes. They're both uh, involve Steve Martin going to jail and, and doing, doing a, monologue. a monologue, which he's oh. famous for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. both just uh, hour and a half long movies. They're not long at all. Easy to watch. You can make it a double feature if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. That would be the better double feature. Yes. Don't get me wrong. Even though I think the Tunnels and
0: Roberts will be a good double feature. More
1: dramedy than anything. Yeah, that would be the better double feature. (laughs) Well, no, you're making you don't. It's a very good movie because it's another remake, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a movie that bombs critically and financially. Next week
0: we're doing a movie.
1: But it's with Nicole Kidman. And I swear to God, (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. and it's going to be crazy because this is yes. the Stepford Wives next week. <laughs> but until then.
0: Until then, yeah, you can find me at DC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at Please follow the podcast on this way and spot on Twitter. Do us interview on Apple, Spotify, and the other one saying, you really-?
1: Yes, you can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. Once again, you can follow our main show, Twitter, at synspod, as well as give us a five-star. And just give us a listen on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify for podcasters, wherever podcasts podcast can be listened to. And as always, see you next summer.
0: Dun, 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 dun.